1: On pop. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. I'm your pal Charlie Harding. And we are recording live in Los Angeles after a summer of pop hits of yore from the Beach Boys. Beyonce
0: we have many milestones to celebrate one of which is that you actually live in Los Angeles now and we are going to be doing this in person no longer a long distance relationship it's very exciting we'll see if the show can survive it the other exciting thing is that today we get to talk about probably the biggest tracks of the summer and they're both by
1: Drake (laughs) Drake versus Drake yes two of the 500 tracks off his (laughs) latest album Scorpion yeah and uh, we're each gonna dig into one of them. These songs have been inescapable all summer, but hopefully you've never thought about them like this. <laughs> okay. Charlie, can I kick it off? Yes, please, what do you all got? All right, In My Feelings, let's listen to the hook.
2: Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you. always. KB, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever I want ya, and I need ya,
1: and I'm down for ya. There's a lot going on in this track. So but much. for our discussion, we're just focused on this hook. Not that there's not more to say about the song. Great outro. All, all sorts of fascinating stuff happening with the drum beats, but we're just gonna look at this hook. Okay. Because to me, this hook captures the essence of this song, which in my mind is all like a meditation on masculinity. Oh, oh, wow, fascinating. Because the very first thing we hear in the song is Drake saying in my feelings, I mm. got to keep it real. Mm. And to me the song is absolutely a battle of trying to keep it real in the sense of being honest. And not keeping in your feelings the way macho culture teaches us to.
0: This is why I moved to California was to learn how to have feelings. (laughs) It's been really important for me. All right.
1: Then pay attention to the following. (laughs) Okay. Because I think this song in some ways is a battle between Drake being able to express his feelings, Uh be in his feelings, and the sort of socio-cultural forces that tell men, no, keep your feelings inside
0: wow oh my gosh i'm so thrilled i don't know how you're gonna
1: accomplish this in this little chorus well it all starts with the chord progression that's underlying this hook okay let's just listen to the very beginning of the hook for a second
0: kiki do
2: you love me are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me because i want you and i need you and i'm down for you. I always...
1: Let's just focus in on that background part, the more harmonic part of this song that goes da da da. I' yeah, I didn't even notice. You just like
0: Broadway'd this whole thing. <laughs> One, oh, um, beautiful.
1: let's just zoom in on that part okay. by isolating just those chords for okay. a second. Ooh, yeah, you just made a face. It, oh, tell, me, like, tell me about that face. It's, like, it's crunchy and sweet yeah, at the these same are, time. Yeah, these are really deep chords. They're extended. They've got a lot of chromatic notes in them, mm-hmm. something we've talked about before that gives chords like this kind of spacey, uh, kind of open sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's something else kind of strange going on here because basically we're oscillating between two chords, a mm-hmm. D-flat chord And a C minor chord. If we even simplify this groove a little bit, you can hear how it's just moving from a D flat chord to a C minor chord. So this is like the simple version of this sample. Okay.
0: Well, that's so well disguised because those two chords are a very dissonant step away from each other, they're too close. They're right next to each other, one note away, and typically you think that they're going to step on each other and create suspense in a bad way. Yeah. Like the minor second interval is the Jaws interval. Right, right. It usually creates angstiness.
1: Well, in this case, I still hear an uncertainty here, Charlie. And it's, I mean, as you point out, I think it's because these chords are right next to each other in a way that's kind of odd. And in the case of like a Jaws soundtrack (laughs) would make you feel really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. It still does make me feel uncomfortable, and I think this is our first like hurdle of masculinity <laughs> in the song, is the huh. challenge to be like okay with that uncertainty and mm. the openness of these chords. Mm. And I have one more piece of evidence in favor of this interpretation, okay. which is that there's something even more uncomfortable going on with these harmonies. Mm. As I said, we move from D flat to C minor, mm-hmm. I don't think we could say that either of those chords are like the key of this song. The home, the tonal center of this song. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going with this. I hadn't noticed this. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, the tonal center of this song is a chord that we never hear. Huh. And that is, big reveal, A flat major. Like that feels great, right? (laughs) That's the home we've been missing in this whole song. Yeah. Just so just to be clear, we never hear that chord. Right. That's the phantom chord (laughs) in this song. Yeah. And I think again, the challenge for Drake and the challenge for us listening is to like be okay with not having that closure. Oh. With, yeah, like being open to change and possibility, and in the case of this song, to be like open to getting into your feelings. This is the same technique we talked about actually on
0: our last episode about Beyoncé's Crazy in Love, in which ding in ding ding. The yeah. chorus, there is similarly no resolve. And we talked about that creating a real sort of sense of heat in the track.
1: Right. So it's like the same technique being used to a very different end. Yeah. Because if in Beyoncé, Katy Perry, etc that sense of like tonal uncertainty was used to create tension and vibration and like heat up the dance floor. Yeah. Here it's being used to create a different kind of tension, a tension of like... Almost like lost suspension, where do I belong? Precisely. The uncertainty of my feelings. And then we're hearing that throughout the song. We're hearing right.
0: that... Da, da, da. I also like in the chords, they have sort of one chord lands, you get that nice little melody, and then you get a change in the harmonic rhythm. Where the second chord plays this really neat rhythm that supports the underlying. Oh, I see. You right, that that kick. kind of pulse. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's
1: spin that one more time. So each
0: chord sort of has its own personality as well, based on how the rhythm is played.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, harmonically, I think the song has an uncertainty that Drake is really capitalizing on to have this message of like fighting in and against masculinity. Yeah. All right. Second way this hook captures this is the structure of the melody. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. like Drake's main line, Kiki, do you love me? Because we just listened to the full hook, but actually this is almost like, it's cool, it's like a cellular hook. And what I mean by that is we can kind of divide it up into four melodic sections. Hmm. So let's take it one section at a time. Let's just start with what I hear as kind of the first cell of this hook.
2: Okay. Okay,
1: that's cell one, right? That's like a firm, coherent melodic idea. And then we're gonna get one that's very similar. This is cell two, but it's slightly different.
2: From beside me, cause I want ya, and I need ya.
1: So almost the same, but a slight melodic variation. Yeah. Okay. So say we've got cell one, cell two. Now cell three is going to be exactly the same as cell one. Okay. So A B A, or like A A. Oh yeah. A. Let's, let's yeah. use screw numbers. Let's use yeah. letters. A B A. Here's okay. so here's A two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So yep. A B A, and then we expect maybe at this point another B. Right. Right. Because we've had two identical A's, and now it would logically, I guess, like ask for another B, oh. but that's not what we get. From okay.
2: beside me, because I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you
1: And he goes down. Yeah. You yeah. hear there's just a slight variation there. Let's put the two B sections back to back for a sec. Okay. From
2: beside me, because I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you From beside me, because I want you, and I need you.
0: It's so minute, but there's a point where his voice drops down.
1: Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And that changes everything to me because all of a sudden we've gone from like pure mathematical formula, mm-hmm. which in this extended analogy I'm making would be rigid masculinity. <laughs> okay. But he does this deviation, right, mm-hmm. where he goes down into his feelings oh, and yeah. sort of like shows his ability to... Defer from the norm. Hmm. So I it's a very small moment, but one that seems significant every time that chorus comes around. This is a really fun way to hear it. Because it could just be the same exact thing, right? It could be the same exact melody, but no, there's that small variation. And yeah. I think there's like a world of meaning in that. Huh. You know, obviously
0: these decisions as they're happening in the studio are probably entirely coming from a place of intuition, but I don't think that matters. I think we can still hear it in this way and dig out whatever meaning it means to us because certainly in my feelings has underneath these issues of how do I get in touch with my feelings?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I don't mean to say that this was all meticulously plotted by, uh, Drake, uh, Trap Money, Benny, Forty, and Black and Mild, the producers of this song. I think, as you said, these things happen naturally as you're in the studio making a song. And then, you know, people like us can come along and (laughs) hyperanalyze it to death. And if someone else out there has another reading, I'd love to hear it. But for now, let's continue. Okay, next we get to a really important element of this song, and I think one that we'll continue to talk about, which is the influence of New Orleans' bounce on this song. Hmm. New Orleans Bounce is a style that's been around since the 80s. It's like hyper, frenetic, super percussive, features yeah. like really in-your-face, often like screamed vocals. It is music to get you on the dance floor and partying all day long on a second line, wherever. Yeah. It's like it gets you, it's so pumped up. Yeah. And I think we'll talk about it's very associated with queer and other marginalized voices, mm-hmm. right? So in this sense, I wonder if we can read... All these like incursions of New Orleans bounce into the very demure harmonies that we heard earlier as sort of like those voices, those non-normative voices saying like, no, Drake, get in your feelings. Don't be afraid. (laughs) You know, come with us and explore this side. Because they're always there in the background. Like if we listen to the hook, we'll hear the voices oh, yeah. of Magnolia Shorty uh, and City Girls, two you know very well-known bounce acts. One a little older, uh, and and unfortunately Magnolia Shorty no longer with us. Yeah. City Girls very much of the moment, and we can hear these female bounce voices like entreating Drake to come into <laughs> his feelings. Not only that, there are some moments in the song where the whole fabric kind of rips open, and bounce like emerges into the four. Yeah. And here's what I mean. Let's yeah. let let's go to the the first time I hear we have like a bounce insurgency okay. kind of breaking the texture of the song.
0: Before we move forward, I, w- I want to go back and hear those those sort of sneaky voices that are in the background.
1: Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Let's listen to the hook again, and this time focus in on the the female voices shouting in the background.
2: Can me are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me because i want you
1: especially in the I second ya, half here and i'm down for you always kb do you love me
2: are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me because i want you and i need you and i'm down
1: for you right yeah. saying let's go let's go let's go to right. me that's like let's go Get in our feelings yeah. Let's yeah. go Abandon the norms of masculinity yeah. And then I think As the song progresses That bounce feeling Is constantly trying to like Assert itself Yeah This happens three times hmm. Okay The first time Is towards the beginning Of the song mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Those beautiful chords We heard Just mm-hmm. break down Into like a pure Clapping texture Yeah Let's listen to that
2: And I'm down for you so that
1: relentless clapping kind of yep. a trademark of the bounce sound yes but not like the not the most serious bounce takeover yeah. No, not yet. No, no, no. Still,
0: we, get, we get claps throughout all sorts of different genres of hip-hop.
1: Right. This is just the, the first wave, though. Yeah. If we go to the middle of the song, we get a slightly longer and more intense bounce interjection
2: and i'm down for your way too bad bitch you we kissing in a way kissing kissing in a way kissing kissing in a way uh. i need that black card in the cold to the safe cold to the safe cold cold to the safe baby i shown how to network for the net fit the chill what's up net 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 bro it's a
1: great you. verse right so this amazing bounce incursion for magnolia shorty and city girls but then we're back into the dominant texture of the song so it's like once again, I hear bounce and non heteronormativity like trying to assert itself yeah. and then getting pushed back. Uh. But then the third bounce insurrection <laughs> happens. I'm going to guess it's undeniable. <laughs> Let's hear it.
2: Now let me see you.
1: that is a classic bounce breakdown. Yeah, it's so exciting and pumps you up so much and then what happens afterwards is interesting too because now after this third like bounce takeover, yeah. it seems to like have installed itself into the heart of the song and mm. it's saying like yes, you will get in your feelings. Mm. Yes, you will abandon this macho nonsense and allow right. yourself to be like a, a deep person who's in touch with their emotions. So it's like, to me, I love the arc of this song in that respect. Mm. One, two, three bounce explosions. And finally, we like reach this point of catharsis at the end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, Charles. It's a beautiful thing. I spent a lot of time getting deep into Bounce music and getting to know the sound, something I I was not that familiar with before these Drake tracks. And I'm excited to go into the next song because I think it does an amazing job at paying homage to Bounce music. And I want to go into some of that history, those sounds, how we can identify Bounce. And this is important because, you know, Drake has a sort of uh, difficult record with Mm. using music of other cultures and and how he cites or does not cite. But I think that this is... um, pretty phenomenal example of of just doing it right
1: i can't wait to hear more second take a, half take a quick break we'll yeah. check in our with our feelings and see you on the other side <laughs> i'm excited to have a little therapy session all right, you know I mean? all right. perfect, perfect.
0: relief with astapro go to astaproallergy.com for a discount that's a-s-t-e-p-r-o allergy.com uses as directed for relief nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies
1: fox creative
0: this is advertiser content from
2: 26.2 team milk and their new docu-series running sucks
0: is running the worst yeah Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. I think one of the things that Drake does at his best is highlighting the other artists and producers mm. who inform the music that he's making. Yeah. And on Nice for What, he does exactly that. Put your phone out, got
2: your phone now stepping like you And you showing but it's alright. And you but it's alright.
0: This is a great track. This is the other yes. bounce style track on the 732 tracks <laughs> off of it's, Scorpion. It's just going to keep expanding. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, Yeah, it gets longer. And like with both of these are fully in the NOLA bounce tradition. And, mm. and here we've got a, another track produced by folks. He works with a lot. We got Murda Beats, Noah Forty Shabib and uh, Corey Litwin. But really important is that this track is also produced by dj black and mild who is a nola bounce staple and includes right. voices from big frida
1: and fifth war weeby who are just sort of like
0: you know the pantheon of bounce yeah
1: black and mild also responsible for uh, the bounce sections of in my feelings yeah yeah
0: cool I don't have a deconstruction of toxic masculinity to bring to this track <laughs> but i do think that this has a lot to teach us about other really important history and i mean frankly it's just a really hot song i think the first Indeed. thing that you're going to notice is the background sample and this is a, a really fun lauren hill uh sample from x factor yeah. Drake takes this and makes it upbeat, makes it a little chipmunk solely. So on the 20th anniversary of Lauryn Hill's, you know, extraordinary single album. Yeah. This is a good sample to grab. Totally. And And underneath it, the song has a really powerful female empowerment message. He tries to really relate to the experience of what it's like having to display oneself in a certain way, sort of to the male
1: gaze. Right, right.
0: Oh, there is a whole bunch of toxic masculinity in this song, <laughs> Man, we're
1: getting <laughs> deep here.
0: So he's just uh, you know, one of my favorite lyrics. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car,
2: no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, snapping like you Fable. And you sure know, but it's all right
0: you got it made you're paying for everything you're an independent person and when you're taking photos it's all about just being the great version of you it's not about the expectation on the other side it's it's a
1: nice message cool yeah i did not see that reading but i like it and i love how it dovetails with in my feelings keep it going most importantly as we were alluding to
0: earlier this song just overwhelmingly celebrates bounce music And I'm not a historian of bounce music. I really just loved getting deep into the music and thought it would be fun to share some of the references and how Drake takes those and celebrates them. In any situation where you're distilling and massifying any culture, it will be necessarily reductive and there will be issues that are fraught. I by no means think that I can bring a complete perfect narrative into the history of bounce and whether or not we can sort of assess Drake mm. did it right or the wrong way. I think that's probably left more to the originators of that music. No doubt. You know, these tracks did bring a whole new genre into my ears that I didn't know about. So I want I, I want to share that and, and show how um, the references I think actually engage us to want to go and find out more. Cool. All right. Take me there. So to get started, we have to know a little bit more about the origins of Bounce. As you said, developed in New Orleans in the late 1880s, hmm. and it draws from a lot of different musical traditions. In particular, we can hear the call-and-response style of the Mardi Gras Indians when you were talking about all of those girls in the background yeah. singing to Drake yeah. that has a little ba- a bit of that sort of call-and-response nature. Oh, yeah, nature, totally, right? and totally. So that That is extremely important in Bounce music. Also important is that It stems really from just a couple of core samples that run throughout the whole tradition of bounce. There are a couple of rhythms that are just totally essential. And so the first one is from the Showboys. It's the drag rap beat, also called the Trigger Man beat. Check this out.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: The other essential beat is Cameron Paul's Brown Beat.
1: Whoa, very different, but equally funky. And you're probably (laughs)
0: wondering how in the world are we going to get back to Drake? But just bear with me for a second. I have faith. I have faith. Also, an important sound, and actually, you you got it in um, in my my feelings. feelings is the the clap sound right um, right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah so there was a great bounce artist named cheeky black who was known for the hand claps in her music
1: wow yeah and that's such a distinctive feeling to me because it's just like I don't know the word that comes to mind is like relentless it doesn't let you chill yeah and at first it can be like almost a little panic inducing to be honest but then I think once you break through and you just like let yourself go and sort of submit to that it's like really liberating actually totally
0: And these three sounds together are these sort of essential building blocks of which bounce comes out of Mm. and as it develops It also as you brought out becomes a important point of musical expression for drag and trans performers the best known of these performers is big Frida who has come to popular culture through a number of important references and Big Frida when asked about What makes bounce bounce? Yeah, she says bounce has to have call-and-response and response gotta be high energy dance driven must be booty shaking huh. high tempo bass heavy and bounce is interactive bounce mm. is an essential dance music right. so probably the place that a lot of people first heard bounce was through the mass popularization of twerking which ah, comes right, from bounce right, music right. And, and so you know, miley cyrus did this in like 2013 at the vmas mm. and it became a sort of viral sensation and was appropriately Uh, accused of cultural appropriation but maybe a better reference point to when we start to hear bounce more in mainstream popular culture was on beyonce's formation
1: oh wow right a track i've not thought of as bounce but certainly has those elements and i believe has a music video filmed in new orleans too cool let's spin that yeah
0: So Formation, uh, in its extended form, in that music video in right. New Orleans, which is really powerful, yeah. in the extended version, we get the voice of Big Frida. Oh.
2: I did not come to play with you the Plot thickens. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. <laughs> I like cornbreads and collard greens, bitch. Oh yes, you best believe it.
0: And we hear Big Frida where? At the top of Nice For What?
2: I want to know who my representing it here tonight.
1: Hold on, hold on. Cool. Right. So,
0: wow. Big, Big Frida has uh, been in sort of the mass consciousness for a little while yeah. and is an important citation because really is one of the major local stars in the local New Orleans bounce scene. Learning all this was really important to me because I, when I first heard... These tracks and people said, you know, these these are derivative of bounds. So I was like, hand claps, 808s, sort of ubiquitous sounds throughout mm-hmm. the world of hip-hop. So, like, what makes this sound this sound? Yeah, yeah. Right? I think it could just sort of pass you by. Now, of course, what's important is the relationship to those sounds and how they develop and how people's relationship to them and their constant reference makes a culture. So it's all about the actual relationships to those things. And what I think Drake does so well is he drops all of these clues in his track that excite you to go discover more about the music. So I want to uncover within Nice For What, what are those essential bounce elements? And many of them you're going to hear were also in In My Feelings, but now that we understand the sort of historical context of those sounds maybe we'll be a little bit more interested
1: yeah 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 no i want that specificity
0: so the first important thing is that he builds nice for what off of one of those samples remember bounce music is built off of these sort of two
1: sort of fundamental samples oh yeah wait i remember one trigger man trigger, trigger man. man beat and uh, okay. brown beat brown beat yeah which one this is the trigger man beat.
0: cool let's uh listen to trigger man one more time yeah Okay, so that's the inspiration. Cool. Here's Drake's rendition. You might be thinking, I'm not hearing it. Like, you know, it, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening in that
1: beat. There's
0: The samples are in there.
1: I hear something.
0: I, I love this moment, though, because yeah. this clip that I grabbed is actually sort of towards the end of the track. All the rest of the elements sort of drop out. Um, You know, there's still some of that sample in there. And then it's just a naked 808 drum machine playing this rhythm. Let's hear it one more time.
1: The Trigger Man rhythm. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's isolating this, I think, as if to say, like, yo, Listen up. This is
1: important. Yeah, no, I could hear that. And especially in the scratches, I think you can that for me, that's like the clear link back to the original sample. Definitely a link back to earlier
0: hip hop. And still, if these are a little too clashy, you're not hearing it. I just had to mash them up for you. Okay, hit me,
1: hit me. Yeah, okay. I'm convinced. I, I hear the yeah. Trigger Man beat in the background, and I see how, as you said, if this is a moment where maybe they're kind of revealing, pulling the curtain back a yeah. little bit and yeah. saying like, hey, check out the DNA of this song. And but, if you want more, go off and check out Trigger Man and all these other yeah, artists. exactly. Yeah. You got, you,
0: it's got to have that da, 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 yeah. da, da. Totally. Right? Totally. You know, and, and so what you might not have noticed is that the, the track that you broke down samples the other popular beat that brown beat no way
1: yeah no i didn't notice yeah yeah
0: so uh here's the brown beat hot beat oh yeah here it is mashed up together with in my feelings slow down a little bit gotta be real
2: all
1: right that was cool that was really cool you just taught me something about that song i love it and when you're listening to nice for
0: what if you're listening all the way through all of a sudden there's this drum beat that gets played and for me that's when i was like oh i need to go listen to that i gotta find out what that is so the other of course the essential element had on your track as well is that Just unbelievable breakdown. Yes. The bounce breakdown.
1: (laughs) That just sends my heart rate up like... 20 bpm instantly absolutely i love
0: it and it it has that opportunity to say sort of you know hey dancers get on the floor move it it's the opportunity for the dancers to fill in the space of the track if you're actually in a club in new orleans and that section's happening it's for the dancers oftentimes the break in a track isn't necessarily made for people to dance to of course you know obviously like the history of hip-hop is made from breaks but a lot of those sections in, in modern music are just kind of like all right well we need some space get to the next thing let it breathe and here this is instruction for somebody to participate to do something it, co- it moves beyond right. just the performer so what do you think how do you, do you think that th- this track works well as a bounce track
1: based on the information i have mainly supplied by you at this point <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I would say so. I mean, perhaps a bounce hybrid or something. I would love to know how this would play in a club in in New Orleans, and and if it is yeah. like yeah, I,
0: I I dug in and did some research. Okay. you know, it has um a lot of supporters and other folks who are probably less excited about it as well. And
1: but, I al- well, sorry to interrupt, but I also yeah. wonder if there are any like remixes that are even more hyper bouncified or there, something there there are oh, yeah, okay. There, there, are, there are some really
0: There are just like where it's pure ba- just like yeah. the, the breakdown all the way through right there definitely are some great remixes and similarly for me this is not my culture i did not know about bounce music mm. um but it totally excited my interest and i've now gone off i've bought a big frida album it's nice. amazing yeah i bought a fifth Ward weeby album it's really great um actually i want to play one track just really quickly off of uh big frida has done a track with lizzo Called karaoke. It's amazing. It's really fun, and you're going to hear a lot of that same sort of sound. Yeah. Come make a make them bounce. make that sound. If you got If you got make them drown.
1: Isn't that fun? Oh, man. I got to hear the rest of that. <laughs> we love you, Lizzo. Oh, my gosh. We should just say that in every episode, probably. Yeah. Well, and Big Frida.
0: Oh, my gosh. What a what a track. I thought you were going to bring something different to me, actually,
1: with your track. Oh, and, and what was that?
0: I thought you were going to talk about the deconstruction of pop form, which is one of your favorite topics these days.
1: I I was tempted, but then I got off on this other masculinity yeah. tip. I remember when
0: we first heard this track earlier this summer and we, we had talked about it, I think the first reading of it sort of purely as just sort of a musical reading was this doesn't have a normal song form. Ah, right, right, right. Right, because it has these all, these bounce interludes. Yeah. And I when I first heard those, I heard them decontextualize, And I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Why does that work? I mean, well, it works because it's just self-evident i think (laughs) was the word that i'd used before uh they just work but it wasn't something i was that familiar with and what i'm realizing is that this is not a change in song form this is a merging of other endemic song forms and other even older song forms Uh. of call and response into a sort of pop vernacular with you know there's still some big hooks in these tracks but they're interwoven. I like, I like how you put it in my feelings at one point towards the end, the last time around they're inseparable.
1: Right? No, no, I, I get that. It's like these bounce interludes become these eruptions into the conventional verse chorus form that they follow otherwise. And I feel like we're back to a question you posed initially, which mm-hmm. is like, is this okay? Is it? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, what you've convinced me of so strongly is that man, the success of these songs, Drake owes a lot to this genre and these artists. Immensely, You're right. And we come back to a, a crossroads that popular music is constantly navigating. Right. Where's the line between celebrating and promoting that subculture right. and exploiting it? Right.
0: You know, as I said, I'm not even close to being... Arm to properly have that discussion because I don't think I have any skin in the game, right? Sure. Like just not being of that culture, it's not for me to decide. In this case, I am thankful to have been informed, brought into, and now just overwhelmingly excited to get to listen to and celebrate that uh, the whole bounce music world. It's yeah. fantastic.
1: No, and I mean, I think there is a case to be made that naming and and representing these figures is important and Drake does he does that and working with that he shouts them out yeah everyone gets to call out in in these songs yeah and so it's not hard to just go search Black and Mild City Girls whoever he's shouting out and plug it into Spotify or whatever and and listen to a lot more yeah Drake versus Drake bounce off everyone wins (laughs) well that was a lot of fun and you know we're going to be hearing these songs constantly for a a while to come right definitely And I'm glad we we went through them because I feel like I can listen to them with a little more nuance now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And given that we're going to be hearing these on repeat everywhere we go, I think there's a lot to celebrate in here. You know what's something I've learned? What's that? If you're listening to a Drake track, Uh and maybe this is controversial,
0: but listen to everything but Drake, and you (laughs) might find some really cool source material I mean, the, the Drake stuff is good there too, but uh, you know, underneath there's all these things that there's a lot of thought put into
1: yeah, it. Yeah, he's, I hate to use this word, but he's almost like less of a pop artist than a pop curator. Oh, absolutely. You and know,
0: it, In fact, like his album has really totally mixed reviews. A lot of people sort of say like, there is one good album uh-huh. on this double album. Like, <laughs> what have you done? And
1: the thing is... Out of the a thousand songs.
0: Reviewing, I think reviewing anything that he's putting out at this point as an album is almost absurd because the way that he releases music feels more like social media distribution. Right. And I don't mean that cynically. Like, I actually think he's just playing in a different cultural scene to a certain degree. Yeah. And that the albums are an older form. He's just sort of smashing all these things together onto an album. And there are bounce tracks there's a whole sort of hip-hop side to the album. There's an R&B. There's a pop side to the album. There's all these different elements that are happening. And maybe they, they don't collide into one body of work, but they're not being released that way. They're not being consumed that way. And you know what? You can cherry pick on a playlist whatever you like. And these, there's, I think there's a reason why these tracks rise to the top.
1: Well, okay. I, we, we really need to wrap this up. But <laughs> I, that does make me think of one thing, which is that like in a way, that is Drake getting back to the original album. Mm-hmm. Not like I think if we think of albums in the way that
0: we've oh, been taught
1: yeah. to think about them like right. post I don't know Sgt Pepper or something like right
0: like a coherent Sounds, musical idea Marvin Gaye, uh, right
1: like you know these right these Stevie Wonder these like statements right. of a coherent a to z like right. togetherness right but you know of course like where does the name album come from charlie oh I'm clueless it's an album like a photo album. Oh, it's a photo album, yeah. Well, well, it's like, if we go back to the beginning of the 20th century, you could only fit three and a half minutes of music on one side of a 78 RPM record. Right. Which sort of
0: so, dictated the length of pop songs. Right.
1: And it meant that if you wanted to like listen to anything longer than you know two, three and a half minute sides, yeah. you had to just get more records. Right. And so, if you're gonna get a bunch of records and keep them in one place, you put them in an album. You put them in an album. So you would buy at some point. You would start buying albums, and um, then it's like
0: a compilation of all of these things.
1: And then once the uh, the vinyl LP, literally the long playing record, comes out towards the end of the 1940s, then you don't need 12 distinct. 78 right. rpm discs it's all on one mm. but the name remains ah, even though it's a single disc we still call it an album an album of songs
0: and then the collage of songs which had been previously disconnected yes. at some point the album becomes a form people became very obsessed with that form for a very long time it doesn't make nearly as much sense anymore
1: precisely but uh, you know it's like yeah. same same as it ever was right Same as it ever that's was. not yeah. it's new but it's yeah. also maybe as yeah. old as the birth yeah. of the recording industry i've listened
0: to a lot of stuff on scorpion there's things that are interesting there's things i don't like there's something for everybody these two
1: okay we really we really have to sign off now this episode of switched on pop was produced and edited by me nate sloan me charlie
0: harding our mixing editing engineering and little like extra magical touch is all done by bill lance our community manager is sarah
1: terry and our design is by luke harris You can find more episodes at www.switchonpop.com or any podcast player you like. We'll be back in two weeks with another one, and we are proud members of the Panoply Network. Until then, thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.